Hello and welcome to the Thumbs Up Cast with your hosts, Joseph Rivera and Robert Rhodes Hernandez. Original Buffet Boy here speaking. <laughs> What's up, Joe? How you doing, Seth? I'm pretty good, man. So I think we should start off our first episode. You can't episode. hear you guys. <laughs> you can't hear you guys, dude. All right, do it again. Watch up. What's up, Bobby? You want to introduce yourself one more time? Yeah, you should introduce me as Rhodes. R O D E Z. Let me start over again, and we'll go through. No, later. we're no, we're no more backsies. Backsies. I'm Joseph. Yes. My friend. Yes. Why do we game? Why, why do, do you game? Because we're gamers for life. Well, why though? Why? That's a good question. You, you have to have the reason why. Because <clears throat> life is sad and bad, and I don't like it. It's not enjoyable. I like to game because it makes me feel... Like you're someone else? Oh, yeah. like a be- Not just someone else, someone better. Someone better? Not much better than With me because I love sword, myself. Maybe? I'm more of a power kind of guy. I like, oh. I like having the powers. Of, like, I like to be on one end of the room and throw a fireball at somebody else. Is it instant accomplishment? No, but it's instant gratification. What about you, Joseph? Why? What do I like to do? Or why am I a gamer? Yeah. Well, what do you like? What's that feeling when you're like, oh, what are you searching for? Whenever you I'm sit down. I'm searching for a more fantasy world where I can do anything that I want. Freedom. Rather than being stuck here. Freedoms, yo. Freedom. You, want, you want to be the lawnmower man, huh? I get it. I thought you were just going to introduce us. <laughs> <laughs> lawnmower man. Oh, man, I tried rewatching that recently. Are you familiar with that movie? No, sir. All right. It was like the, ori- the first movie where they ever used... Uh, three-dimensional CGI in it, and it does not hold up well. <laughs> I was going to say, is it bad? It won an award for itself, and seriously, the everything in it was originally posted as like concept art for, like, this is a technology that we can do, and they posted a bunch of stuff like at a museum or some art art gallery, and people who were making Lawnmower Man said, we're going to use this technology, and used a lot of the same figures and, like, shapes to make it, and oh my gosh, it is atrocious. It's, it's masterful. It's a VR thing. So kind of good. Oh, no. VR. It starts oh. off yeah, with VR, and it basically it's like it's like flowers for Algernon. There's a guy <laughs> who's like slow. He has a mental deficiencies uh-huh. that allows him to process slower, and he has his own little side business where he mows people's lawns. You know, it's like it's a simple thing to do, and he, he gets great personal satisfaction from it. But a lot of people in the town mock him for his lack of intellectual perpetuities. Terrible. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it started. Does that one start off with a monkey that kills people? I feel like it is. No. <laughs> You're talking about dead again, dead alive, dude. Oh, I love it. I love that you knew what I was talking about first off, too. So, anyway, um, there's a guy who was working on a program to boost people's IQs and do different... See, something, he was, like, creating a virtual world, but a true world. And by putting this uh, guy in, like, a full... Like, it's like he puts him on a full body suit with a VR helmet... And he spins them around on a gyroscope for some reason. I guess it's like to give him the sense of free floating and the suit lets him interact with the digital world. And somehow, I think there's also drugs involved. Like there always are. are and it allows his brain to expand. And at first it just bumps up his IQ enough to be um, regular like everybody else. And then eventually it lets him start like, you know, he can fly in the digital world. He can create things. But somehow it shapes his brain enough that he's able to take it out into the real world. The real world. Yeah. Have you seen that Black Mirror episode? Nope. Where they do that thing. You've seen it, right? Where they do that thing with this. Of course I have. It's, it's a great episode. Do it. He ends up like in a. I don't want to The gamer it. one, right? Yeah, the no, gamer one. You saw one. that one. The, no, guy who's, the guy who goes and uh, he does odd. He's, he's on the odd jobs, odd jobs app because like he's traveling in the 
UK. He's an American. Mm. And he goes to some company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He saw it. That's a good one. Yeah, and it happens in like a split second or something like it's that. It's a taste. That's crazy. I always thought yeah. of that happening to me. What have you noticed? Like sometimes whenever you're in game, because there's a lot of time transitions, that sometimes you start syncing up more with the game's transition of time than with like oh, the real yeah. world. Skyrim. Because, yeah, <laughs> man, because they have like clocks in there that are faster or slower than what's really going on, and you empathize, start, you know, you go by that because you sync up to it and you can't keep two internal clocks. <laughs> and it like. You're like, oh man! It's like, it's like, what time is it? And it's like, hardly an hour has passed. And then, mm -hmm. but most of the time, because there is no internal clock, it's just objective based. You end up like thinking no time is passing, and you look around, and it's like you gotta go to work. Yeah, like I've, I remember playing Skyrim, specifically Skyrim, where I'd get up in the morning, I'd go to the living room, I start the game, and I would not put it down until one in the morning. Like I would literally just be playing it all day. I would, like, my mom would call me to get food, I'd go get it, come back, and I would be eating Beautiful. while I'm playing it, just because I was so into it. Like, that's, Beautiful. And it was, it was great. It was the best time of my life, I <laughs> can say that. I can say too, man, I've had some of my favorite times. Obviously. It was, uh, was it, uh, Shaun of the Dead. I, I had, like, a moment of, like, this guy's watching my world, where they talked about whenever, he's like, you guys, you remember whenever we stayed up all night playing Tekken 2 and, you know, drinking peppermint schnapps? He's like, yeah, that was great. When was that? It was like freshman year. Sort your life out. <laughs> and I remember one of the best times I'd ever had growing up was hanging out with my cousins. We were playing Tekken 2, you know, and like, you know, saying bad words all night. And it was just a blast, man. It was just it's an fun. ultra blast. Even when you're not good, it's fun. Heck yeah, man. I remember when we would get together to play Halo. That was some of the things. But also when I would play Call of Duty alone. That was some of the times. I remember one specifically Christmas morning. Where I didn't have anything to do except wait for my parents so we could have Christmas dinner. And I think it was Christmas Eve. Have dinner, Christmas dinner, open up presents. But the whole day I just spent playing Call of Duty 3? 3? Yeah, it was before Modern Warfare. Ooh. And I was just so immersed in it. Yeah, sometimes you just I get to into it. that world, man. That's whenever like, the, the guns actually sounded legit. <laughs> Not yeah. like uh, It was an exciting game, yeah. Blasters. Man, I remember the original Call of Duties, man, when it was like World War, still World War Two, mm -hmm. like uh, first the, the demo. Yeah, man, and it was like, oh, it felt like you're more like you're playing a, a was it a Nat Geo history doc. Yes, you know they're really, really emphasizing yeah, like this was an like, actual they, battle. They sounded real and everything. It was awesome. It was real, and Much everything. Your objectives were lit up in gold. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, just a thing of kind of trying to uh, accelerate to the next level just accomplish something and it'd be like I look around in my, my life and think well what can I accomplish today <laughs> oh another another objective in this game yeah, and go eat, Christmas day. <laughs> go eat Christmas day. you know I don't think it's so much like the technology it's like where you were in your life at the time yeah. that makes it special you yeah. know it's like I really I was there's some X-Men game where you could play as multiple characters at once yes love that game yeah it was like it was like the first time where like nobody else was like hanging out with me at the time I was borrowing that game and it's like, I had all my little digital friends that would come to my aid when I needed. And exactly. Like, that's exactly how I treated it like a sim game. Because I was like, my friend uh, Chris, who let me borrow it, he he would just play Wolverine. Only that, and that was it. He didn't... Uh, just, so you know, the walls and everything. Like it was that? his own, yeah. he had them maxed out. I, though, found that I could, uh, what is it, uh, play with like their power stats and like get different devices and switch them around. And I got really into optimizing... You know, you my character. smart. Yeah, and it's like, well, I was just like, for me, it was like, okay, first I was like, all right, what tech or what moves sound like I'm seeking them up with the right person? All right, this person does so much damage to machines. This object has so much damage to machines. 
So I could give it to someone else and two people could do equal damage. Or I could give it to her and she could like one punch a robot, which was doing a lot of damage to me at the time. I was like, I'm having so much fun. And it was weird because like nobody else could emphasize with me. It's like, it's a weird game to begin with. And most people don't like X-Men at the time. It was still like barely popping up and, you know, and popularity it was like, there's maybe one or two movies, but the gaming I mean, if you world... watched the cartoons, you were into X-Men. Yeah. Oh, Otherwise, cartoons. that was before the movie came out, so you... Yeah, yeah, it was still like... It wasn't the movie a was, thing. I think, coming out. I think it might have come out. Yeah. But it was still like... There wasn't crossover yet between the movie watchers, the video game players, and the comic book guys. Where there was still like... There was crossover, but not a huge amount. Separated. Uh, I think that's what's crazy, because like... I, I didn't grow up during that time. But like, I still... I can... Kitty. I can like... It's a pity yeah. that you didn't grow up in that time, dude. <laughs> like, I wish out on I some did. Good stuff. Yeah, and it's like it's crazy because I still can like empathize, right? Sympathize, whatever, what with you guys because like I can, I can see that with other games that I have, you know, like Pokemon. You know, you you have an attachment to all these Pokemon, especially yeah. the first one that you get, you know, and they become like your little virtual. That's friends. funny that you say Pokemon because it seems like Pokemon was our generation's. That's true. Well, it's, it's still going on. That's the thing. It's crazy that there's like eight generations. We went on a on a middle school field trip to see the first Pokemon movie. What? Yeah, yes. Oh my god, that's so cool. Dude, here, I could. I went on a I went on a field trip to the Lytle Bank. What? That was awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Dude, I'm joking. I got a connection. No, here's a way we could cross generational thing. I wasn't. I'm not much of a video game player watcher. Like I don't like. I. It took me a while to get me to watch people playing video games like Let's Plays and stuff. Uh-huh. But in the uh, whenever arcades got big, you know, just like I kind of grew up on the tail end of that. Yeah. You know, I was, I was born '87, so it was like it was still tail. '90s was pretty strong actually, but I didn't get too much into that culture. But it was like right around the die-off because state, uh, you know, home at-home stations were getting real popular. But there was a whole thing about watching people play video games back in the early arcades times. And there was a little bit of die-off uh, cast-off whenever, like, Atari came out that people would, like, they were, had competitions. They'd line up TV screens with old-school Atari games, and people would watch them play for, you know, cash. And it's like, my mom has stories about watching people play arcade really? games in the bars and stuff. And, like, people just chilling there, watching, not talking to each like other, just older watching people? old people. Yeah, well, they were, like, all in their 20s and late teens at the time. Well, they were younger than us now. Playing, like, what is it, like, uh, tabletop, uh, was it, uh, Gal- Galaga and stuff. My and parents went to Pac-Man. Yeah, like, and there's, like, they'd sit down and, like, watch and ask, like, did you guys ever watch people play? And they're like, yeah, you know, sometimes you're waiting for your turn, but you watch and the other people... Crowd it's gathers. Like old school let's plays. It is a yeah. In real really life. Is, in real man. life. And like seriously, RL, look up do you get a little bit into that world? There was that game, was it Fistful of Quarters, Donkey Kong story or something? Beautiful documentary. And there's a part where the guy talks about like it was the kind of thing that they had groupies for. There was like people would follow him, like they were that famous. And I was like, that seemed weird and dirty to me at the time, but that's kinda of coming back. Well, so it's, it's like of, go on. I don't know how much. It's kinda of crazy things. that like now whenever you think of video games, a lot of it is kind of tied to like oh kids play video games you know whatever back then it was like it wasn't well, really video games were, for kids was it video games were start off in the bars and it was like um it was like a I bar th- game i think there was two different separation i think there was the young kids playing video games mm-hmm. but also it wasn't like adults like in their 40s or 50s playing kids, video yeah. games. Think about it it was the late 20s and early 30s crowd because which yeah, they were still young the controllers young adults kind of thing 
arcade games were like a lot from Japan because of like the GIs, like the company Sega was like a military company, an American one too, I think. That Nintendo with, went through a whole yeah. bunch of different making automobiles Iteration. and making different stuff before they yeah. landed on video <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah, the cars, like, something, something for cars, if not oh, cars okay. specifically. It wasn't until like it was like arcade video games were set up for adults mostly, and then like later the at-home systems were for their kids. You know, so that was one of the first situations where a lot of guy people would, you know, it was like this weird crossover where it's like video games were popular with the late teens, early twenties crowd. But whenever they made them uh, at home, people bought them who had never played arcade games for their kids because yeah. they heard a game and they thought kid. That's true. Like, it's it's because um like even now I'll watch YouTubers play like in television. I'll watch them play like really, really old games where you can't even tell what's going on. You know, you have to really, there's like huge manuals where you have to read like how to play the game. You say huge manuals, like there's not <laughs> Wikipedia pages with gigabytes of information. No, no, no. But like back then, that's how they, like the, it, the game came yeah. with a manual and you have to like read it. I remember, how yeah. to I remember play, going to a know? friend's house and playing one of the first Resident Evil games. Ooh, and then he good. said, I have a magazine that has like a walkthrough. Magazines, not can, mag you, can you read it to me while I play? Sure. So I was reading like, you have to do this, this, and this. As he was playing and follow through and kind of kill certain big bads or whatever in order to advance in the game. It was kind of like, we're playing it together. You know, he's playing, but I'm reading along right. with it. And it had the whole walkthrough. You've seen the Toy Story movies, right? All right. Well, there's oh, a part. Oh yeah, yeah. In, oh, what am I thinking? Yeah, of course. You remember there's a part. There's a part two. Whenever the Tyrannosaurus Rex is like playing a video game, he's like, <laughs> I can't mash this button and hit this one at the same time, and he's having trouble beating a certain uh, level or stage. And he, whenever they go to a toy store, they pick up a magazine on that game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh look, you can go through here. You have to hide in the oh, shadows and yeah, go through yeah. thing. And it goes, oh, they make it so you can't beat the game unless Without you buy the magazine. The yeah. <laughs> it's like the original DLC, downloadable content, man. You had to pay. It was extra physical. To be That's cool though. Yeah. It's collectible. I like collectibles. Then you know what's collectible? I still we'll buy them. I still buy games. So if they made DL... You know what? I really think... Honestly, think about it this way. Uh, was it those little uh, figures? Amiibos. Amiibos, right? Yes. That, that's DLC. I still buy yes. All they had to do is like... Yes. That was a trick. That was a trick all along. It's like, oh man, you're just making us buy the game one piece at a time. But if it comes with a figurine... I that's like, oh, yeah. I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even scan them sometimes. I just have yeah. them on my shelf. Just because they're cool little statues. Right, because, okay, so a big DLC is like skins, right? That's one of the most yeah, popular. Yeah, yeah. Loot boxes. Can you imagine if instead of like having, um, and there is two, Skylanders, I think, did it. They have a loot box that's a physical copy that you have to, like, it works like an amiibo. You buy an actual toy chest, and it's like you put it in, and then you find, you put it, scan it, and then it shows you what's in there. It's like, dude, if they if it's they were far, a little man. smarter, it is, yeah. That's, that's really far. That's my point, though. It's like they they were smart, and I think too, if you didn't make it like a toy chest, say you got the skins, if you sold individual figures that was a picture of the skin, of the character, or the gun, or something, and then had it scannable, people would be fine with it. They want you to make more because that's how our program smart collectibles, business, yeah. Uh, tactics. Those are like not having a digital copy, having a real copy. Having something with a barcode and a, like a scanny thing, yeah, and, and people would be like, "Yeah, that works for me." And that's the whole thing with like uh, digital copies of games right now is that like they're the same price as physicals, so it's like why? But then it's like, well, it's convenient for you and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. it's not physical, but it's still the same price. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm kind of stuck in between it too, because I would love for it to be 
more easy to just press a button and start playing my game, right? Oh, I can curl that. But it's the same price as a physical. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it just seems like you're losing out. Yeah. Well, if they were to drop it a few bucks, I bet you. There's like a price range. I bet you if they dropped it like one or two bucks, nobody would buy it. If they dropped it up to five dollars, it would sell, make millions of dollars worth of difference in sales. Yeah. Same thing with the guns too, man. Like if you you could even sell like bundles, uh, skins, oh, like okay. weapons yeah, and stuff. Well, because guns. at Call of Duty they had a whole thing with these totally unpractical looking weapons where they'd have like purple and neon colors that like they're they have no advantage. But if you're playing on like uh, was it uh, desert scene or anywhere else that's like a, in a modern realistic looking war zone. You notice a giant purple glowing sparkly gun sticking out. Like, thumb. It's like yeah, so it's like it's certainly not to their benefit. Yeah. Except that honestly, with a lot of the Call of Duty guns, the weapons, the upgrades you could get were it did play a benefit. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they're they're really emphasizing. Oh, now there's no what was it benefit to it because a lot of the first person shooters you could buy better guns. I mean, so would you say DLC started? Well, because that's downloadable content. But would you say it started like with magazines? That's how you. That's yeah, kind of like the very first it's an evolution one. of the uh, accessories to video games. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that in five, ten years, fifteen years, there's gonna be something else besides. You couldn't DLCs. really download the stuff then, but it's like they. Well, well think about it, they did have it's just to, add-ons to the game to make yeah. the experience. They had better. things like, like cool. did they have that's, that with Tamagotchis yeah. where you could buy a separate like extra Tamagotchi and upload them to them and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I remember I was given a Tamagotchi yeah. as a Christmas present when I was like 12 years old. Did it die? Yes, it okay. died automatically. What you do? Reset it. Boom. Reincarnation. So yeah, it's like I've a, never had not downloadable content. It's basically just buying extra things for that game you already have, and you can knock it all you want. But that goes back to was it even uh, was there were these things with these paper dolls, right? They were like uh, male, female characters, kids, and you could cut out and buy different clothes for them, like in magazines, mm-hmm. and then you would fold it on and then you play with a little paper toy, right? There was a real popular back in the day. My oh, mom, I think my bro. mom, yeah, yeah, my mom too. And it's like you had to get a magazine though to get them out. The outfits, the outfits. accessories, accessories, same thing, yo. Just add-ons. Yeah. Add-on pack, twenty bucks. It's a good business, I guess. It's a great business. You know well, why? Because you can only get so much stuff for free. But you tell somebody, we'll pay you to do something, and then yeah, you get some interesting stuff. That's true. What did you grow up playing? Like, what was your system? A lot of people grew up playing Nintendo. Some people grew up playing I had the Super Nintendo. Super I had, Nintendo. I had a bit of a regular Nintendo to start off with. All my we cousins were on had the that. tail end of the Atari, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I did see some. I'd I had around. one. I was given one what? secondhand. Yeah. I had yeah. one. And it I didn't work very well. Oh, I was going to say, I, got, I had crappy games. No. Uh, I could top that. I had it up. It was a bit old school Pong. Oh, one where it was like the system had the controllers on it. Mm-hmm. I, and I guess I had like a second gen one where it was like uh, you could change the colors on it. The ones with the really long names and numbers. Yeah, and it was nice. like it was like basically a the personal 6, computer. Sixty-seven hundred or something. Yeah, like that. and you could change the, like the paddle speeds and stuff, but it's like you always had to have two players. There's no one player option. Oh really? Yeah, and it's like one person better be freaking uh, what is it? Uh, right-handed or something. Because it was like they, it was before the control or this system that we had. It was like the controllers weren't on wires. It was like all on the system. You hooked it up and then you each had to like control a diode oh, or an adjuster thing dial. Whatever. Right. Um, it's like in a television. Now, admittedly, too, like there was already other games out, but it's like that they were still popular in the hood, and it's like you <laughs> see them go to flea markets yeah. and stuff before they got popular again. And there was like guys who would have like that was like the only systems that they had available was the real super old school ones. 
I was then, given all my first oh, consoles the same Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, Game Boy Color. I was really? given, yeah. Ooh, the first console that I bought boy, with yeah. my own money. <laughs> good boy. Well, it was like I was given them and I'd play them for a few months and then just get bored of them because I couldn't buy any new games. Oh. The one that I bought on my own money was the Xbox 360. 360. Yes. And I love that. I that took was, care of it. I, I waited in line to get Halo 3 no, at midnight. Oh my god. Yeah. I see, that's the thing too. Like, that's another. Like, we were making fun of people waiting in line for movie theaters. <laughs> Right, because it's like you could just pre-order on the phone, and it's like let's go wait and laugh for video games. And we, I remember when I went with a buddy of mine, we both pre-ordered the game. Another buddy of ours who didn't pre-order the game, I don't think he had an Xbox at the time. He wanted to tag along, and he was there. And they did some trivia game, and he wanted a free uh, case of soda. It was like special gamer fuel that they don't make anymore. Now it's like gamer fuel. Yeah, that is perfect. It's like red flavor, but originally it was like orange or yeah. something. Ooh. Yeah, man. It was like, oh, it was an ultra dude, flavor. You had your gamer glasses oh, and everything. I don't even know. It's awesome. It's top notch. But it's like that feeling of just like waiting in line for this game, and it's just I don't know. It just gives me a, a special feeling that nothing else really gives me. You know what I mean? Mm. I've never like, waited. Can, can, can I ask you, Robert? Do you have that same feeling now with anything as a as a thirty year old? Have I had that feeling ever with any fucking thing? Have anything you? special? I was no. No, okay. I cannot. No, no, nothing comes to mind. I have had because I've had similar. The closest I could compare to that was, I've been on the hunt for like. Uh, my big thing is like compendiums, which is basically like a graphic. Like they make comic books over a certain amount of time, and then they'll combine a storyline into one giant book. And compilation, right? Compilation, yeah. Now. The way these are usually set up is they're not like a release date special where you gotta wait in line. What it is, it's like it's a release date, and a, the era I grew up in, you had to get them from the comic book store. Like online was still kind of niche, and you could order it, but really it would be like ordering something off of someone's personal website. Basically, you gotta wait for them to contact you by email. Hey, I want this one. Could you send it to this address? Can I send you so much money? And PayPal was your only option, if anything at all. And you're still more likely to try and send like a cashier's check. So, comic book shops is where I waited. And I was, at the time, I'd be looking for, for a while it was, um, uh, not Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, but his, uh, the... I remember you was talking to us about Squee. that. Squee, which is Squee. like... Squee! Yeah. I remember when you brought that to school and, I, and showed us that, and I was like was tripping. Yeah, I know, man. It's like, that's, that's, a, that you can see what I'm saying about this special thing I waited for. The super weird. It was like, dude, a storyline within a major comic book line of some trip. And it's like, I've been on the hunt, hunt for that. Like, the same way I'd hunt for, like, heavy metal magazines where just, yeah. like, where, like, there's a lot of nudie bits in it because they're, like, European. And it's <laughs> like, those were harder for me to find. But Squee, because this is America, it's like, nudity? Oh, man, that's going to be in a black bag behind the counter that you're not going to get without a current ID. But Squee and Jonathan the Homicidal Maniac was only about murder. <laughs> Plenty of gory murder. So it's like, yeah, boy, comic book shopping. You're, you know, freaking 12-year-old kid have at it enjoy just flip through it. you don't even have to buy it and whenever you do want to buy it see that one with a little bit of a earmark in the corner have it half priced so i had locked away I'm, squee into like the depths of some cabinet in the dark decks of the corridors of my mind as soon as you said that name it all came flooding back shit, and i remember right? reading that the first time i ever saw it was in a hot topic when it was still about topics that were hot they had always had interesting stuff at the time but the one i saw in there it was like, I'd been on the search for a while, but the one that they had that was damaged, like people read 
threw the hell out of it, man. It was like all every page had like been like you know flipped around, worn like, so down. Show up, and I was like, no, I want a crisp, comfy copy. And I, whenever I go to coffee uh, comic book shops, I'd ask them, hey, do you guys have this? Do you have this? And I'm like, no, but we could. Some of them would say we could order it for you, and it was usually take a long time. And it's like I don't get out that much. I was like still in high school. Yeah. And I started looking for it in junior high, but it's like it's just I don't get out enough for me to like you know. I can only get it if to come back on the certain days. Exactly, because yeah. I said if we order it, you'd have to put on a down a cop a uh, payment, and then you'd have to wait for them to for it to come in, and then you have to come pick it in, and it's like non-refundable sometimes. So it's like, nah, I'm not gonna deal with that. One day, finally, I was like spinning that comic book rag, and I'm like, no, no, no. You guys ever carry this? And he's like, somebody else ordered it, but the thing that I was worried about happened. They never showed up for it, and he's like, here you go, you can buy it. And I was like, yeah. Grabbed on. And then everybody's like, so what's this comic book? Like, everybody, all my other friends were still into, like, superhero comics. Barely a little bit of manga. And not I, anime, I really, not manga. Nobody read at all. A few of them, yeah. yeah. But I, I devoured most so of them. So they're like, what is this? Is it like, you know, my, my anime friend, is this a manga? And I'm like, no. And they're like, is it like a superhero comic book? He's got powers. No. And they're like, what's it about? And I'm like, it's about murder. <laughs> and it's about like, the nightmarish depths oh, it was, of your it soul. It was really bad. It was some dark mind twisting stuff, man. You don't know anything about this, right? No. If I remember correctly, there was one where it was like the dude. Little boy, was the little boy named Squee? The boy, well, he wasn't named Squee. He had a name, but whenever he would get you know, terrified, like uh, was it because this guy he watched a man murder somebody, and they're like, "What's your name?" And he just he, he just made a sound that sounded like Squee. Squee, and the guy said, "That's a weird name," and he started calling him that. There's a a panel in this comic book where the little boy goes into a public bathroom. Oh, he's no. like freaked out, and you can tell it's not the cleanliness. Of public bathrooms, so he, I think he, he does his deed, goes to happening. wash his hands. There's a man, obviously sitting in a stall. Uh huh. I'm gonna get graphic here. I'm sorry for uh, our listeners. No. The man starts moaning and grunting in pain, and you can see that he's having the worst case of diarrhea ever. It was like constipation diarrhea, where it's and, hard as a brick, but coming out like a waterfall. And I'm sorry, listeners, but it starts spread, like, pouring out of the toilet onto the floor. And it, like, traps the kid in a corner of the bathroom. Where if, he, if he's going to step out of this bathroom, he's going to get his shoes dirty. My shoes it's frightening. And he's just cowering in a corner and just, like, listening to this man's screams Who made this? in the stall as fecal uh, matter floods the bathroom floor a man named johnny joanne vasquez he made a nickelodeon cartoon oh uh, oh the alien invader one, right? zim invader zim invader, okay now i can understand the that's the true i remember you saying the same guy did invader zim i didn't know not know anything about invader zim uh, now that you're i think i was afraid to watch invader zim because of you're blocking out story. a bit of a part from that comedy what was the part oh, there's no. a pedophile oh. in there the restroom and that's how they like was it truly got acquainted. So a pedophile is coming onto this kid, right? After all this gross stuff, horrible things is happening, and this dude Johnny the homicidal maniac comes in and murders him. 
right? I don't even think, I'm not even sure if he knew he was a pedophile. He's just a killer. I might have That's stopped reading terrifying. before that. No, I don't know. You were, like I said, <laughs> this thing had an effect on us. And then it's like, the kid's terrified. Well, that would make so much sense. It turns this out. It's better than counseling. That Johnny, the homicidal maniac, is his neighbor. The kid's trying to tell Ooh, his yeah. family about what's going on. And they all hate and ignore him, right? And they talk about him like he's not in the room. And the thing is, he's the kid starts having some nightmares and somebody's like a monster under the bed. And he sees like, oh, he opens up the covers and there's a body under there. And it turns out that there's a tunnel that kind of goes under and opens up underneath his bed that connects his house to... So he's hiding bodies under in this tunnel that go underneath this kid's head. And then Johnny the Homicide Maniac tells him and he just starts basically confessing all of his horrible stuff that he does and to this kid. And it's like throughout the Squee comic, it's basically him witnessing horrible things and trying to like keep his innocence slash sanity. Oh my god. <laughs> How did this guy go to make Invader Zim on... Was that Cartoon Network? Or World Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. Yep. He had a very interesting style, art style. Yeah, Look it, was, it up. It's, it's very, very good. It's very unique. Yeah. And I love it to this day. It's even like Invader Zim, there's some, there's some parts where it's just like... Oh, man. Yeah, there's a twisted part. There's a part where a, guy, a kid gets his eyes ripped out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Replaced with the squirrels. It's, Atrocious it's, stuff it's that he slips part. in there. And that's because he wanted to make it darker. That's true. Man, part of me wonders, though, if he'd have ended up on Cartoon Network where they would have been like, you know... A little right, more man, lenient. A lot more lenient. A lot more lenient on Cartoon Network. What would, would we still have him today? Would he still be making stuff? Because I would think his experiences at Nickelodeon kind of made him decide he didn't want to work with big companies anymore. And that's why one of the reasons you haven't seen him as much lately. Also, too, apparently the fans annoyed him. Maybe he could, <laughs> maybe he could make a Netflix series. I'm sure Netflix would tempt me. Would, would uh, love him. Yeah, fun. I'm going to put that out there in the Zeitgeistverse. Zeitgeist. The spirit of the the mental spirit of the current times, the spirit of the times. Never heard of it. Zeitgeist. It's just like what's what makes like a generation or what makes a certain time. Yeah, Geist means ghost, and then Zeit is like time. So it's like spirit of the times. Nice. Like each like you grew up with a specific Zeitgeist. We grew up with a specific one, and the current one is different from all of that. That's true. And the age you are and the time that you live affects who you are. Yes. Yeah, basically, that was like the closest I could have to the experience of waiting for something special would be like waiting for that comic book. And after that, it was another me being a hipster before I knew what a hipster was, uh, looking for a comic called Rising Suns or Rising Sun. So you're a big comic book guy. You were. Here's the thing, too. It was big. It had to be those big comic books. And the thing is, I would go after these compendiums before I uh, read any of the comics. Uh -huh. And it wasn't like it was like those two. There hasn't really been many since then. What because. Was the monkey one was there a monkey one or something that you were like looking for the whole I remember there was a you had bought a single issue of one comic and it said like there's four or five issues it was a limited run or something and you're like I gotta find all of them that makes sense now hearing you say that you would go for the compilations because I remember every uh, single time we would go to Alamo Draft House where they had the right. alien worlds next to it you'd go and ask them do you have this or any yeah. other uh, comic book shop that we would go to you would ask them, do you have this... The it's, a bit, it's a these specific types. Samurai monkey or something? Runs, that sounds like something, yeah. I don't think I ever collect, finished collecting that one, but I, I'm a more comfortable reading a limited run than I am reading something that could be ongoing because I'm a bit of a completionist. And I do the same thing with series on my DVR. I won't watch them until either the, the season's over or until it's canceled. I'm very much the same with TV shows. That's why it's so, so yeah, easy to see TV shows on Netflix. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. Well, 
the and it's like too uh, every one of these compendiums has had a beginning origin story the one with rising suns was i i think i was heard about the comic being kind of interesting and looked kind of cool and it was it was the first case that i heard of of like what if superheroes were real which is like that's the premise of every comic book <laughs> what if the superhero was real that's the premise yeah and i looked up for it to see if i could find a comic online uh-huh. and i did kind of what it was is basically sort of a sort of a summary or it might have been the script for the comic without any of the pictures so i basically ended up reading the, the entire story the entire story with zero pictures <laughs> And by the time I got to the end, it's like, that was a story? It's called a like, novel. Yeah, I read, a, I read a novelette, and I was like, this needs pictures. Pictures. And it was awesome. I want to go back to my picture books. But that's the only, like, time you've ever got the slimmest of that feeling, of just, like, waiting for something to come out, or, like, oh. I mean, what about the feeling of just... Losing your virginity? Yeah, that. <laughs> Even that, uh, from the beginning, I was like, there's no... I saw, I had a mirror, and I was like, it's going to be disappointing, you know that, right? Yup. Yep. You told yourself that? Yep. Yep. And I was like, oh man, that's when I learned, man, I'm right about a lot of things. <laughs> but I mean, like, with with games, there's just a feeling that I would get. Like, not maybe not like waiting for them and stuff like that, but um, because I mean, I can wait longer than just like the release date or whatever. Well, because you're but, waiting for the opening of a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I enjoy the most. Like Skyrim. So like, I was about to say that example. Like, here's but, something that I could put years into. Yeah, and it's, the biggest one recently was Zelda, of course. Ooh, Breath of the I, Wild. I think I almost spent 200 hours in game for that game. And it's just like, I don't, like, I've never been so attached to something more than games. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but that's the truth, you know? From like, some people are attached to different movies, some people, some people are attached to, no, you know, it's not like crazy that. at all. I, I nah, think it's a generational age. thing because I think it's, it's only in your generation that they, Video games have moved towards that kind of storytelling uh, concepts. Because I know when we were playing video games, we would get into it, but there wasn't really much story to grab no. a hold of. And there were the exceptions, of course. PC gaming. Yeah, but I think the, I mean, the, the games. A long time ago. But, but I, mean, I think was... the games that we played kind of as a group. Yeah, yeah. It was a much like, oh, we're just going to fight each other kind of thing. And I catch co op. Games. I noticed a lot of the stories that we would share were more in novels or in comic books. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the open world. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons was ahead of the curve in this. That's yes, true. yes, that's true. But did, do you ever get Dungeons & Dragons? I've always games? been into it. I've never, never played, played it. Never played it. Yeah, that math has always been a barrier. It looks really I think that's so the same much way. fun. Yeah, and I think you'd have a problem with like, like I think the math would be easy for you because it's pretty basic. But I think some of like the abstract like we would have problems with the totally opposite <laughs> ends of it where I'd be like I cast this spell and it's like you clearly don't know how to count past 20 and you'd be like okay well you know I got this many points I'm gonna be able to cast this and I'd be like um did you lose the curse that you had five seconds ago well yeah because like oh yeah you didn't realize that that's gonna get like double the time because you stepped in a swamp and it's just like this is not fun <laughs> and I was like this is just creative arguing yeah so I like it that's why I like it. I remember once we had talked about like creating our own like uh, PC game or something, where we said uh, we kind of we knew right away like okay, our other friend Alan, uh-huh. he would do the uh, computing and the, uh, the code writing <laughs> that about was it. Basically, us you saying- would you would create, I I would create the maps because I was good at like maze stuff, and then you, 
would Robert would create the uh, story and everything. It's kind of like adding your own back in the uh, day before. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say back. That was back in the day before we realized what went into a game. Yes, but if we'd have done it for the right system, and now we could even still. Do something like this. Do yeah. something for the phone, dude. No, not even the Mobile phone. There's like, there's a whole world of like, what is it? Just simpler games because flash. they're dropping down on the gr- graphics and stuff. Games. Yeah, because uh, what is it? Um, or, for uh, the game we, we had in mind, the... we had a shortest skills. But yes. it was very much in the doable of worlds of like one person being a programmer, one person designing like what things are gonna look like, one person coming up with the story, like how it was in the, the old Atari games where one yes. person could make a whole game. Today could be the same, but it wouldn't be the same. Like, you're not one person's not gonna make a God of War. But one person could make, you know. Uh, what was that game? game that Ghost Shovel Game Knight. was playing the other night, the other day, with uh, the girl who was investigating stuff? Wow. Uh, 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 layers. Uh, layers of fear. Layers of fear. Was that layers of fear? Yeah. No, no, not layers of fear. Oh, the other, other one. The other one. Uh, or something like layers of fear, or the one where it's like they're on, they start on the boat, they go to the island. Oh. Um, Oxen free. That's what it was. Oxen free. That's something that I think we could like in that kind of thing. It would be like. I could create the, the, okay, we're going to go from this map to this map, and there's going to be these things, and Robert would be all, like, characters, say, okay, yeah. well, these characters, this is what they're going to talk, this is what the gameplay's going to be, and then, like, our friend Alan would be, like, the programming it all uh, to Oh, you know work. how we could do it? We could do it all entirely in cutouts, take pictures of the cutouts, and then do it kind of, like, original Mortal Kombat style. That would be awesome. <laughs> With, like, the picture, pictures moving along, the bouncing, like, South Park characters across <laughs> the, the uh, frame. Hell yeah. That sounds very viable now. Like, we could definitely do something like that. Yeah, because there's a lot of engines. Like, the Unreal Engine. Yeah. The There's games that are, you know, AAA titles that are just made literally on engines that are free. You know, that I we could re- literally just go and make I just game. had an idea. You could make this on YouTube. You know how you could t- select different uh, areas on, uh, what is it, YouTube? Like, click this link. Uh, was it inside yes. the video? Right, and it activates at different times. You could make a whole game in YouTube. So what, this playable. reviewer, um, Goosebumps. He did he did a review like that, fretting for solo we'll, or something. We we'll call it ojos. Let's ojos, dude, that would be because so cool. Because you're looking at something, you know, and it's like you have to click on it. It's like give this ojo, so you like curse an object, and it like it breaks to open up, you know. But once it's broken, it's like okay, you got a chest. And it's like you give it oh and it like so rusts it like cuts apart. to different like it sends leaks to different exactly videos so stuff. then the next one is like it's all rusted apart and later it's like oh no what is it this uh, monster was it there was a was it behind the safe there was like a tunnel and there's like a monster crawling up of it and it's like oh well you gotta get you out have of five seconds now. to click this link yeah exactly because everything's like on timer things oh we've done it we've done it I'm nobody gone. steal this idea I yes. done it I did it by myself. Brilliant. That would be awesome. that would be I'd awesome. play that. You think about horror, especially, it would be easy to do in something like uh, that. Do you have a lot of horror? Any like horror ideas? For I've dated a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> I, <know what> <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I literally do. I literally walk around all day as just experiencing horrible shit. Oh, like seriously. I think real life horrors, stuff Scary. like that. Like, the witch. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean that's. Not really. I think about all right. So the shiny picture this way, right? Was it you do cutouts of like a house, right? Like uh-huh. different walls and stuff. You get a small camera, and take pictures in there. Like you're walking through it, and then it'd be easy. Like you just bring in a monster. Like you shut a door, we come out, and you drop the monster from the top. Ah, oh, scary thing. Like uh. that. It's like that's how my my daily life is. Like every time I go to the restroom, it's like there's a monster waiting outside. I go into the restroom, there's a monster waiting in the restroom. I go to take a pee, and it's like ah, oh, like it's gonna reach up through the thing. <laughs> hey, I got tons of horror ideas. 
sounds, Let's do that it. sounds like a bad life to live. Like, just going through life and being like, ah, oh, there's a monster. You literally get used to it. It prepares oh. you for certain things. So when there is actual horror, you So when there's a monster. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank gosh, everybody else can see it. Finally, I'm not alone. <laughs> Speaking of horrors, this has nothing to do with video games, but I went back out to the Donkey Lady Bridge the other day. Really? In the middle of the day, yeah. It's a pretty cool place to go hiking. Uh-huh. It's still creepy as really? it was at night. Yeah, it's creepy. I wasn't creeped at all. But it could be a bit of the. Produ- <laughs> you have to kind of walk through. Well, wonders, is it the depression? actual bridge isn't much of a bridge. I don't think it's I'm not being. Very long. I'm not being edgy. I think I just might be being sad. Like, there's a lady out there who like rips the bits and it's like, oh, let's let's go. I gotta see what she's doing. I, I think the the I think more of the fear comes from the isolation, because like once you start walking like past the bridge and down the trail. There's so much wood around there that you can hear. And that's the one thing. We we went in through a different entrance. If you go out through the other road, it's right down the street from the Toyota plant. From where I worked for like a couple months. Really? Yeah, so it's it's very close. It reminds you of this terrible time of your life where it's like the job was hell. Yes. Uh, but it's like you walk into the woods. You feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere. Like you're in the, in the middle of a jungle. But you can hear the traffic. And you can hear sounds from the city. Like helicopters and stuff. Like, you know, general noise that you would hear, like, in the city. But it freaks you out, because you can hear this noise, and it seems both distant and yet very close. I I wonder... Because, I mean, that would be a good idea of just, like, a horror game based on just isolation. That would be a very cool place to film, to yeah. do something like that. Yeah, you could do a thing where you have to hover over the black screen, if we're still doing, like, the YouTube idea, yeah. and it highlights to show you different forms. But there's a timer on it, so every time, like uh, every so many minutes, you type it, you highlight on it, and it's like you see, like okay, there's a shelf, there's a refrigerator, there's a thing, and then it's like you go back to it, and it's not highlighting, and you move it a little bit, and it highlights a form, like of a person, and I was like, okay, you don't click on that, so you go to the next, da 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 da, and you go back to the spot, and it's gone, and it's like the the thing gets like small, like what is it, like it's like lights out, you get it, lights out. But basically, with like you were actually trying to find the thing. I'm not sure if you can do that, where you can put your mouse on it and it would highlight it. You're talking about the little tabs and stuff that pop up. Yeah. That I think a flash thing. Yeah. You for YouTube, it's like you put those at certain uh, time marks yeah. in the video. So I think it could be like you're walking the video and like something could pop up at a certain time. Oh, and you could ch- click it or not, or continue watching the video and further on there'd be something. So it would be like an interactable movie. Yeah, Basically. so like you could either, like it'd be like in the first minute, you go and you say, oh look, there's a door, and there'll be a tab that comes and says, you know, click here to open the door. Yeah. Okay. Or not, the video continues and you go down through other choices. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's like you see okay. like oh, a, a kitchen, right? And there's yes. a whole cabinet and it's like a timer counting down. And whenever you go to click on, uh, what is it like, you click on this and it's like, click on shelf. And it's like, yeah, click on shelf. And then like, okay, it does the thing, so the timer's counting down, and then you go back to click on... Uh, where you thought where you're getting ready to click on it, it says uh, click on Shelby but it's like you're hanging in front of a shelf and it's like that's weird so you move it and then you go back and it's like click on shelf I, it's I, like, okay. I think it's, it's like less it's to do closer. with the movement of the mouse yeah, it's not gonna, it'll be a timer yeah. it's just the same yes. thing in different spots so uh, like the 15 minute mark Shelby's in front of the fridge at the 20 you know second yes. mark Shelby's in front of the and thing. you have the note that and comes on and says click on all the way to like you know the end of the 5 okay. minute mark Shelby's everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, see, that was eerie. You got a little rush just from yeah. that, right? <laughs> it would be cool yeah. to make a game like that would be very specifically cool. where nothing happens, but you're just so isolated and you feel like something's gonna happen the whole game. 
like just eerie music going through the house like what if it was like um you're living in a world by yourself mm-hmm. you know and you know that everyone's dead except you basically you're in your house but you're i didn't know Fortnite you're insane had a story. but uh as you go on through the story you real you find out like that you're in, insane like just living in that isolation but you're trying to like just go through your normal routine oh, i've heard about something like, like kind of like, like a that? game where they try to simulate schizophrenia Okay. And you start like seeing like you walk in front of a mirror, a mirror, and you see your character. But if you start standing in there too long, it starts looking sinister. And then you start hearing little voices pop up like, "Kill yourself, nobody loves you." And it's like, Can yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the mic picked pick that up. <laughs> no, not that either. You would have to get a little louder. Kill yourself. <laughs> you die. <laughs> It got me. <laughs> but don't do that for real, guys. Yeah. Life is beautiful. Life is precious. Oh, that'll be the name of the game. Life is beautiful. Life is precious. What? Well, have you heard of Hellblade? Uh, Senua's Sacrifice. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure you know. Hellblade just sounds familiar, but I'm pretty sure it's commonly so used. So isn't that a comic that Chris tried to write? So it's, um, it's a game based on a character who has schizophrenia. But she's like a, a Viking from like a medieval time. And she has a sword. And it's really cool. cool. And basically, she's like the game is, uh, you you're supposed to wear it with uh, headphones, headphones, and you're supposed to be like I think in a dark room and just like playing it. And they say like if you could do it in one session, that would be great. But it is like hours long. But if you could do it in one session, that would be cool. And basically, you go through the whole game, and uh, you're hearing throughout the whole game, you hear these voices that are like telling you you can't do it and like like don't do it. You're just gonna mess it up. You're just gonna ruin it more. And so like like putting you down, but um as the like the evil things in her head like start to form into these demonic things uh they'll start telling like behind you and stuff like that and you have to turn around and dodge and start like like slicing at him and stuff like that and basically she has a uh, her husband or someone's head uh that she, since she's like so insane she has her head like his head on her on her shoulder on her uh belt. waist yeah on her belt that's like kind of guiding her and like she keeps it there and she she thinks like he went to hell because he died and she has to go and get him from hell. You know what I mean? Oh. And so it's this really cool, amazing game that really, it worked really well. Like, honestly, because they really, uh, they got, like, doctor's perspectives on, oh, on cool. like, uh, how schizophrenia, how schizophrenic people are and, like, the whole thing with it. And it's it's awesome. Like, it's one of my favorite games right now. That really sounds good. very cool. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. You could do, uh, what is it? A game. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Yeah. One where, like, there's a waking life and a dream life. Waking life, you're just doing like slice of life stuff, like go to the supermarket and click on and try and do like keep your little food health bar up and your happiness bar. You know, interacting with people. You, the more people you talk to, you talk to the right people, you get higher health bar and yada yada. And then when you go to sleep, and it's like instant action game, or the horror, or the, you know, and it's like depending on what you did in the waking life one. You know, if you Ooh, you like oh you grabbed a lady's basket. You know, from getting ran over by somebody's car in the parking lot, and then you know, all of a sudden you're like rescuing people from like what is it like animals attacking their foods and supplies? Something cool. But anyway, or, or like if you were to uh, like be impolite to somebody, and the it, like you have the choice of being impolite or polite to somebody. If you're impolite or you know just ignore them, then in the nightmare sequence they kind of come back as like some demonic yeah. figure like trying oh, to yeah. let you down. Well, I know there's that thing where. Um, I don't know if it's true. I've just heard it like on the internet and stuff. You know how everything on the internet is true, but um, 
that your your brain can't make like faces by I've itself. I've heard of this. Yeah, and, like it can only get faces from what you've seen. So everyone in your dream yeah. are people that you've actually seen. Oh, you know, it'd be cool. Get a game syncs up with your Facebook or Instagram <gasps> account. And it just rips faces off, but it doesn't put them on anything in accordance. So it's like the more popular, the ones you comment on the most might be like a main character, but it doesn't matter. It could be a female's face on a guy's body, and it's just like Ooh. your nightmare mode. That's interesting yeah. that you bring up about the dreams because I've had some very intense dreams where like I'm angry at somebody, but it manifests itself as somebody that I know in real life, and I have no either like good or bad feelings for. But it was one dream where I was like screaming at this one person and it was just some random person that I know in real life it wasn't <laughs> I was saying oh sorry maybe I was angry at him in real life but I was <laughs> at somebody else in my dream I've had dreams a few times it's been a, a semi-recurring theme where there's people that I hate are mad at and I try to kill them in the dream they don't run away they usually don't fight they're just unkillable like, this one kid, I remember I was like, I always had issues with him in school. And, like, he was at a party, he was making fun of me, and I started beating him down. And finally, everybody's like, no, no, just get off of him. I tried breaking his neck, and it went all the way around. And I was so mad, I turned it around again, so it was facing me, right? Like, more in the opposite direction, so I should have ripped off his head. And he was still alive. And I just started, like, he started trying to talk to me and laugh at me again, and I just kept twisting his head punching it into the ground and get rocks and he would just laugh it off and his face wouldn't take any damage it was like rubber like a car's ru like a tire rubber where it would just like bounce off bounce off bounce off that would be interesting for a game where if it saw you like doing you know mean comments towards that one person oh. made him an unkillable character that'd be interesting I, it, you would have to get a lot of permission from that person to use all their information like that well, that's not your personal thing and that's the thing if it's just for your personal use it's like a customizable and it would be even something like somebody had a stupid avatar, so you're like fighting an indestructible Pepe meme. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, at last we meet again, you know, Dog Whisperer 008, and you turn around and there's like a Trump Pepe frog. And he's like, oh, take this damage. Oh, you won't. Oh. <laughs> well, I think we can, we can end this cast as on the Trump Pepe frog uh, <laughs> meme. Good talking Sounds with Alright, well, this has been... Thumbs up, cast. I almost forgot what it was called for a second. <laughs> Thanks for listening, if you listened. And maybe we'll do another one. I don't know. This was really fun. We, we love back you. Back next week. Right? Next week.